Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Um, my name is Lucky and I've got my, my partner here, Papes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, uh, we're a little nervous. We've never done anything like this before. Um, and I think, uh, it would be important, uh, for our first episode to kind of go over why we decided to do this, uh, how we know each other. Uh, you know, we met in the Navy. So, uh, I think we're going to talk about that, uh, go over what we're, what our intention is for this podcast as a whole. Um, and hopefully we can get you guys some resources as well. Um, so we'll just get started. Um, Papes, you want to go over how we know each other or? (laughs) Yeah. So in, um... how did you, how did you meet me? How did you, how did you know? How did I know? Actually, I documented that in my journal. Um, so in 2009, we got stationed on the same ship. And um, there were like less than 10 girls that were on the ship. And um, I remember like not knowing what was going on because I got there. And two days later, we left for a deployment. So I didn't know anybody. I didn't even know where I was. I didn't know how to do my job. I didn't know how to do anything. And um, I just wanted to like keep track of what was going, like what was happening while I was on the ship, just kind of like to remember the experience as, you know, even now 10 years down the line. And um, I wrote in my journal that you were the first person to speak to me that didn't have to speak to me. And you, you came right up to me and you're like, hi, I'm lucky. Where are you from? And then we started talking and then we annoyed every fucking person on the ship for the rest of the time that we were on the ship together. Yeah. So, so- <laughs> it's funny that you brought up that when you came on board, there were about 10 females because, um, so the, the reason that, uh, Papes and I have reconnected, uh, is because, you know, uh, we, we went our separate ways after our first commands, we went to two different commands. Um, I eventually transferred, uh, to a completely different state for my second, sh- my second ship. And, um, but before that happened, uh, I got orders to this ship, um, my first ship. And it's funny because when I got there, um, I was waiting for them to pull in. They were coming back in for some, from some war games, um, like a pretend deployment and going, going through their, uh, to make sure that everything went well, like all of our systems work correctly. And, they pulled up and I remember look, I was at, the, I was on the pier and I looked up and I saw nothing but men, not one female. And I was like, what is going on? And then, uh, finally they get the, they get the, uh, the pier all set up. I'm allowed to come on board. I get on board and, um, a person from my division comes up to me. It's a guy and he's a second class and he's like, Hey, lucky. It's nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and show you where your birthing's going to be. I was like, okay, great. So we go down to the, sh- you know, bottom of the ship. I've never been on a ship before. So here I am just kind of walking down these ladder wells. And finally we get to this birthing and we open it up and I walk in and there's nobody. Um, <laughs> and, and I said, where is everyone? And he was like, Oh, you didn't know? you're the first female in engineering department. 
And I was, <laughs> I was shocked because I was looking at racks. Uh, racks are the beds that we sleep on and where a, a full birthing would have, you know, made beds with, you know, personal touches of like different decorative pillows or like pictures on, you know, the back of their, uh, the bunk. Um, there was nothing. There were triced up mattresses, essentially mattresses folded in, ha- folded in half that, that signal signaled that that mattress had not yet been taken by someone. And there was a 50 man birthing full of triced up mattresses. It was crazy. Like, so every time a female came on board, I felt like I had to make friends with them because I had spent about a month of not having really anyone. So when Papes came on board, um, she, it's, it's weird to say this, but she, you seemed like the first person that walked on board that would seem like somebody that I would want to hang out with. Um, so, so that's how, that's how we kind of got started. Uh, we were super young. We were both, I mean, how old were you when you got to the ship? We were 19. Both of yeah, us. Yeah. We were both 19. So, um, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about, um, you know, our, our, our mindset back then. We had just gotten away from our families. This was, um, essentially the first time we'd ever lived alone, um, to be able to, you know, have our own curfew and do whatever we want, buy anything we want with the money that we made. And like, and to eventually we're going to go in into greater detail on, on, you know, the fact that there are many, many sailors and soldiers that come on board, come into their new command as basically babies right out of high school who have no real life experience. Um, and that, that plays a huge role in why I think we end up in the situations that we end up in. Um, so we're definitely going to be talking about that. Another, another couple of things that we're going to be talking about just because we kind of want to you know, mix it up a little bit. I know that Papes and I have discussed that we don't want to just tell stories. Um, it's one thing to tell stories and get the stories out there. I think that's very important. But if we stop there, we're doing everyone a disservice, right? Like we need to, on top of speaking up, on top of getting our stories out and being heard, we also need to know what's available to us um, because of, because of the things that have happened in our time in service. So we're definitely going to be touching on, uh, organizations that, uh, that provide different things for, uh, for veterans, female veterans, or just veterans in general. Um, so that if any of those things kind of seem or sound like they would be of interest to you, um, that you'll be able to, uh, move forward in knowing how to contact them. So, yeah. And if you are somebody who you want to get your story out there, um, but you're kind of nervous about people finding out or if you're still in the military right now, but you, you want to kind of build awareness on certain situations that are going on, you can email us, you can FaceTime with us, Skype, whatever, and you can be totally anonymous if you want to be Um, We can tell the story for you if you don't feel comfortable doing it, but kind of the whole purpose is to make everybody realize that they're not the only one who has gone through something like there are thousands of different situations. I mean, I literally made a Facebook post 
three days ago and have gotten hundreds of responses already from women who've just randomly seen the post from one military uh, woman veteran group. So it's crazy to think like how many more people there are that aren't a part of this group that don't use social media, that don't under, like they have no idea that we even exist and they can get the word out too. Like it's, I mean, this is essentially for everybody. Like it's useful. Like maybe something didn't happen to you, but it happened to somebody else. And maybe it'll help you in the future. If you come into a situation that's similar to that, so you can see the signs and you can recognize things and you know how to handle it differently. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's so funny because when, when, but right before you and I started talking, um, I had seen the Vanessa Guillen, uh, story over and over and over on Facebook. I'm not very active on Facebook, but it got to the point that every time I kind of logged on to just kind of skim through the feed, um, that's all I saw. And it didn't really hit me until, um, I saw the, the news article that said that her body had been found and it was dismembered um, and that there was evidence that she had been being harassed. And I don't know what happened to me. Uh, keep in mind that my time in service was from 2008 to 2013. So, and when all of the things that happened to me happened to me, that we're essentially talking 10 years ago. Um, I have moved multiple different States. I've done, I've gone to college for multiple different things. I have, uh, I have grown. And because of that, I have essentially pushed all of these memories to the side. So when I read that news article, I, I, the only way that I know how to explain it is that I remembered, not that I necessarily forgot. I just didn't realize the extent of the atrocities that happen to women um, and how bad they can get. That was a prime example of, of what not speaking up or speaking up to the wrong people who don't protect you can, can lead to. And, and I lost it and I posted on my Facebook and uh, it was a pretty long post. And that was the first time that, I mean, I don't know. I have like a thousand something followers on Facebook or friends. Um, I would say 90% of those people had no idea what I had gone through. And then the other 10% of the people who did know what I had gone through did not know the extent of which those things happened. So it's just very, very important that we all talk about this. I know it's uncomfortable. I know, uh, you know, Papes and I are not professional podcasters, um, but we, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we, we definitely want to do this right. Um, and we, and we want to, we want to be able to provide a, a really, really great pl- platform for people to, to speak their truth. And, and, uh, if you guys have any suggestions for us, uh, please, by all means, shoot us an email at otdlpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we would really appreciate it um, because we do want this to um, to be a resource for you guys for, for stories so that you can understand that you're not alone in this and also for resources. Um, I think that's our biggest our, our biggest intentions for this is, is are, are those two things. Yeah. And I think too, the biggest thing for me at that point, like with reading the Vanessa Gann story was she was 19 and both of us, when 
things happened to us on the ship that kind of like molded and shaped and kind of distorted like our thinking of the way the military worked and the way that maybe we were supposed to, we were supposed to be the ones that um, changed ourselves to adapt to the military. Like the military doesn't adapt to you. And that's something that they tell you all the time. But when I realized that her chain of command failed her, I know my chain of command failed me. My ship failed me and they failed you. And when it's crazy, cause like when we actually go into the different things that happen to us, it's totally different from one another. Like there are no similarities other than both of us were 19 year old females on the ship and we had to deal with shit shows in like two totally we got, different ways. We got completely taken advantage of. That's essentially yeah. what happened. Our naivety, our uh, our newness to the Navy, our want to fit in. Um, there, I, I would be lying if I said that, you know, I had a sense of, okay, I need to do what I can to fit in with these guys. Uh, you know, I need to be one of the guys um, in order to fit in with this new group of people that I've been introduced to that are all male. Like, how do I do that? The best way that I can do that is to not be a girl. Just don't yeah. think like a girl. Um, don't get your feelings hurt. Don't take things too far. Don't, you know, oh, that was just a joke. Oh, he didn't mean that. I don't want to make a big deal out of things. And there is where the line gets pushed because if, if the one little tiny comment is okay, then the brush up in the P way is okay. Um, you know, it's, and it, and it just gets uglier and uglier from there. And I know that there are stories that, you know, I, I, I even pause to say this because it's, they're all equally ugly because none of them should have happened. Um, there are, uh, women who are dealing with, uh, these memories from their, from their Navy or Marine Corps, Air Force, Army time, um, that are dealing with it in different ways than, than I am. And, you know, I also want to talk about that just reminded me. I also want to talk about how we've dealt with things or how you guys have dealt with things, um, to just kind of to get you through what your, what your coping mechanisms are, um, whether it be unhealthy or healthy. I want to know everything. I want to know what's going on with, with you guys and, and with our female veterans and what's, what's happened since your, since your time, uh, and, and having to deal with, with these, these things. Yeah. And it made it a lot more difficult too, I think, because you're kind of thrown into, I try to go onto the ship thinking that, okay, it's basically going to be like if I were to go away to camp or something when I'm in like middle school, but then you get there and you realize that the age difference between people, the amount of life experience from people, the traumatic experiences with people, all of that gets mixed in everybody from different places or people from different countries. Like you experience all walks of life. You experience people who have totally different lives, lifestyles, beliefs, everything. And then you kind of figure, try to figure out and like navigate your way through where you fit in. And that's where a lot of the issues fall because you don't want to be one of the girls that add to the male's reasons why they don't want to serve with women. 
that was one of my biggest things was I remember um, with one of the situations that I was in, I was asked why I didn't make a report on the situation. And I said, I didn't want to be one of those females. And that was when it was pointed out to me that my chain of command failed me, but I don't actually like fully blame them. I more so blame myself, I guess. I don't know. I think it's like equal with that kind of situation because yeah, I could have done more. Obviously I didn't handle it the the way that ideally I should have, but um, I think, I, I don't know, like it has changed me so much as a person, just the experiences and things I've seen other people go through. And obviously you don't know a hundred percent of the details of like what other people are going through. I didn't even know all of the details that Lucky was going through. And we talked to each other more than anybody else on the entire ship. And we still did not know all the details that the other one was going through with our situations. So by having this podcast, I think it's a really good outlet for people who maybe they don't feel comfortable saying certain things to their friends, or they don't want to go up their chain of command, or they don't want to talk to their family about it. You know, we don't know you. And there's kind of, that's like a silver lining in the entire thing. Like we don't even have to see your face. You can make a fake email and just let us know your story just so you can get it out and get it off your chest. And that can help you so much because honestly, like I kept so many things to myself And when I've slowly like started letting other people know things that happened, the looks that I get from people and they're like, are you kidding me? This happens. What do you, what do you mean? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, kind of the, the relief that you can get from just speaking it. Um, you know, I, I went to massage therapy school right after I got out of the Navy and I did a lot of, um, of, body mind work. Um, and a lot of it, uh, alluded to the fact that, um, you hold your emotions in your muscle tissue, in your bones. You, you know, if you are generally a more anxious person, uh, you hold it in your shoulders. You, you know, there's a lot of really good, uh, massage therapy work that can be done for trauma victims because, you know, if, you know, you're angry, you hold it in your gut or, you know, it's just, um, the, the type of trauma that we went through is not just mental. It's not something that we remember. It's not just, you know, physical from somebody putting this on us, right? Somebody physically touching us. It's also what we hold on to because we are not letting it out. It is being stored in our body, uh, in a negative, in a very, very, uh, horrible way. And I think that if we can just kind of hold this space for people to, to get that out, I think that is, um, essentially the very, very beginning and a very, very big step toward healing. Um, for all of us, I think it's going to heal me to, to hear from you guys. I think that, you know, the fact that I thought I was alone for a very, very long time and just hearing that, that I wasn't ever, um, you know, it, it has made a huge difference even in the last week that, uh, Papes and I have been talking about starting a podcast, just being aware of the fact that there was nothing I could have done differently. There's nothing, there's no way I could have acted differently. This happened to me because of somebody else. 
and what they did to me. It has nothing to do with how I dressed, how I acted in the workspace, you know, who I was friends with, what my rank was. It doesn't matter. Um, this was not my fault. It's not your fault. It's not Papes's fault. Um, and I, I think that the, the sooner we get the ball rolling on just talking about this like it happened because it did, um, then the sooner and closer we get to um, enjoying life after trauma. And um, so if you guys have any, again, if you have any um, suggestions for us, um, please send it our way. If you have a story, send it our way. If you have resources specifically for veterans and female veterans, please feel free to email those resources to us so that we can get them out there to um, our audience, because I think that's going to be very, very useful for everyone as well. Yeah. And with the amount of veterans and even active duty women that there are, when I have read statistics that 25% of the women serving have been sexually assaulted and 80% have been sexually harassed those numbers are insane to me because, I mean, we witnessed it firsthand. There's two of us. Both of us were harassed. So, I mean, that's 100% right here. So, it's when you think about it and when you put it into perspective, I mean, if you have, like, think of it as these people were basically your family. And that happened to them and maybe they didn't have the right person to speak to. Maybe they're not handling. And if you're able to help your problems that you're experiencing from this, I mean, that's a, I mean, it's pretty much a blessing because there are people who, who if they get so overwhelmed with the issues and you know, they aren't here anymore to deal with their problems. Um, because it was too much for them. So we want to kind of be like as cheesy as it sounds like a safe space for people because it's necessary. Like it's something that should have been here, but it, I mean, it really wasn't. And it's crazy. We looked up, there are no other podcasts of people who talk about this. And I don't understand why, like there needs to be more awareness and Maybe if you're not even in the military, but you were thinking about it or you know, so everybody knows somebody who was in the military. So that means there is a huge chance that if you know somebody, something's happened to them and maybe they haven't even opened up and told anybody about it. Yeah. So definitely, definitely word of mouth, just getting this podcast out there for any women who even think about that, that they want to join. Um, I would, I would suggest uh, having them, give us a listen so that, uh, they understand, um, basically how the military was molded through years and years and years of, of brushing things under the rug. Um, so I think the more prepared everyone can be, no matter if they've served, if they want to serve, if they, you know, are veterans now, um, as long as, uh, there is an understanding, um, that something is very wrong, um, it is now our duty to try and change that. Uh, I think this is the first step. Um, I really, really appreciate you guys giving us a listen. Uh, again, we're, we're learning, um, and we're going to do our best to, to, to be a voice for you guys that you can listen to. And, and hopefully, um, this, this helps you a little bit. 
Um, and we can't meet to, we can't wait to meet all of you guys. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty awesome thing. So, um, I don't know if, if you wanted to add anything else, Papes. The, the only other thing that I do want to say is this is not a podcast where we're like, we hate men, men suck. Like that is not even the angle that we're trying to go. It's, it's not anything like that. We're not man haters. We're not like, we just want the stories to get out because there are bad apples in the bunch that kind of ruin shit for everybody. Just, you know, so, and we're not trying to come off as like whiny and stuff like that because we do feel like everybody's stories count and everybody's stories matter. And we just want, we don't want what happened to Vanessa Guillen and any of us to happen to anybody else. So yeah, I'm like, I'm really excited because I feel like there are so many stories that just that we've received already that I cannot wait to get out there. And the more people who find out about us, I feel like this is going to be a really good thing. I think so too. I can't wait to get your guys' stories out there. I can't wait to, um, to maybe even begin, uh, you know, discussing what it, what it's going to take to stop this. Um, you know, and that's where our sisters in arms active duty are going to come into, uh, come into play. And they're, you know, they have a, they have a role to play in, in all of this. Um, if you, if you are active duty, you need to think of it as, you know, you have an obligation to your, your past, present and future members in service that are female, um, to, to make the system more ethical than it is, uh, or than it was for us. Um, and any way that we can figure out how to do that, um, I'm all for it. So, um, seriously, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we can't wait to get our first, um, podcast out, uh, where we, ha- where we host a guest and we can't wait to tell your stories. So thank you for listening again and, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>